0: This is Nathan Tubes, and you're listening to episode 7 of Embracing Disruption. So in this episode, I'm in Costa Rica recording this. This is a new microphone, and I'm actually recording this While sitting in my hotel room, I came down here to see a close friend's wedding. He's an architect from Lima, Peru, and he lives in Austin, Texas. And uh, we're actually gonna be interviewing him on the podcast uh, in two weeks. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. He's an architect with a really neat perspective and is doing a lot of really cool stuff in the world of architecture. I think he's really cool. And I think that he's gonna resonate well with our audience I do want to talk about some exciting things that have happened over the last two weeks. Importantly, we have the Aaron Swartz Memorial Hackathon. This is a hackathon that happened across the country. For those of you who aren't familiar with hackathons are events, sometimes they're competitions, and sometimes they're just community gatherings where people who can program or people who are working on bigger projects sort of dedicate a set of time. The Aaron Swartz Memorial Hackathon happened sort of in a decentralized manner all across the country and around the world. We had one at the ATX Hacker Space which is a really cool, really, really cool space. We're going to have to do an entire episode just on the ATX hacker space coming up. You know, I think these, this community works really hard to take the negative connotation out of hackers. We're not talking about people who are vandalizing things. Hackers are people who are, are sort of digital explorers. They work on stuff. They hack away at code. That's where the term came from. And they build things. They build things online. They build things in software. And there's some really neat projects that were happening at the Austin Hackathon. We had groups who were making visibility applications so that you could look up accountability of companies and not-for-profits. A really neat project. There were some groups that were working on projects based on RSS feeds. And an RSS feed is, uh, is the technology behind blogging and podcasting platforms. So if you've subscribed to this podcast through iTunes or maybe on SoundCloud or some other podcasting tool, it's actually the RSS feed that's being fed to your application. That's what tells it that there's a new blog post or a new podcast post. So RSS is a really neat technology. It's still growing and it's still changing, but it's a really important part of the Internet. So it was a big success. We had a lot of really cool people at the Aaron Swartz Memorial Hackathon in Austin, all Probably be talking to and bringing on people related to that project more this year. A lot of the same people that were involved with Restore the Fourth and the Crypto Parties, which I've mentioned in previous podcasts, they were also involved with the Aaron Swartz Memorial Hackathon. So, really cool people, really worth checking out. I'll uh, spend some more time notifying all my listeners about any future hackathons or any future projects as they come up. The next thing that I'd like to talk about is. Amazon Web Services. Amazon Web Services is the largest cloud provider on the planet right now. Companies like Netflix and Pinterest run almost all of their infrastructure on Amazon Web Services. It's commonly referred to as AWS. It's really fascinating technology. This is uh, my background, of course, is in um, IT. Um, I work with clients who, who do interesting things in the cloud. And so more and more of my work is moving towards Amazon Web Services or, or Rackspace Cloud. Well, Amazon just had a big event. It's an annual conference that just started last year called Amazon reInvent. And I was lucky enough to go last year. It was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't get to make it this year because of my trip to Costa Rica. But the information that came out of the conference was huge. There can Continuously evolving and adapting and changing. We actually have an entire chapter in Embracing Disruption, the Cloud Revolution Manifesto, on Amazon's revolution through evolution. And so it's a subject that's near and dear to um, what I think is important. And they're really at the forefront of pushing cloud technology into the future. You know, most people's interaction with Amazon is their website, uh, amazon.com, but the cloud provider web services that run underneath the hood is fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. And they're really pushing the boundaries of what's possible, and especially from a cost-aware standpoint. People with big ideas but small budgets can actually start building things very easily. What's powerful about Amazon is that it scales out. So if you have a great idea and you figure out how to make money, or it's a service that needs to um, reach a larger audience, Amazon can grow with you. So you can take a small idea and then build it and build it and build it, and it won't break the bank. You don't have to buy a bunch of servers. You actually just pay for virtual servers in the cloud. So Amazon reInvent is an exciting time because you get to see companies and organizations that are using Amazon services and tools in lots of interesting ways. Uh, Netflix has a big presence there because Netflix is able to offer their service at the price point and at the scale that they offer it because of Amazon Web Services. But then there's also other interesting groups like NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which uses it for modeling. You know, when the Curiosity landing happened, they were able to scale out the live streaming Of the event over Amazon Web Services. So they were able to add a lot of servers to their website just temporarily because the way that Amazon works is that you just buy what you use. It's like a utility. So if I have 30 servers or 3,000 servers, I only pay for the number of hours that I'm using it. So if I have 30 servers and I need them for a weekend because I'm having a conference, I just spin those up. It's what we call it. We call it spinning it up. Spin up the server use them as long as I need them, and then when I turn them off, I'm no longer charged. As you can see, all of a sudden, I can just rent extra server space as I need it. Very powerful. And even if you're running your servers full-time, 24 hours a day for 365 days a year, it's still very cost effective. In many cases, it's it's more cost effective than actually buying servers outright and hosting them in a data center and doing all that geeky stuff. You know, reinvent very cool cloud-focused, future-focused conference. If you actually go to aws.amazon.com, you can learn all about Amazon reInvent. Most of the presentations are made for a general audience, so you can actually go in and see the keynote and see the new technologies that are being worked on. Even if you don't understand all the details, it's still interesting and exciting to see what they're up to. This is really the future of how services are going to be provided online. And I think it's definitely worth checking out. The last thing I want to talk about is working remotely. I'm actually recording this in Costa Rica, looking at my laptop with my notes right now. And this is an exciting time. I mean, I have my my full office, my recording device, and everything right here. And though I've worked hard not to be on my computer while I've been in Costa Rica enjoying the, the beautiful scenery... And nature and in activities. It's also been very nice that when I do decide to plug in, when I do decide to connect to the internet, that I have everything that I need to get my job done. I have secure and remote access to servers that I need access to. I have collaboration tools that I can talk to important people and projects in real time. And so what's powerful about this is that there's a big movement back and forth right now between companies that are fighting to keep staff in the office and companies that are really promoting the idea of a distributed and decentralized office. And so I wanted to bring up a book that I've started reading called Remote. It is a book by the two founders of 37 Signals. I've just started it, so I don't have a full review, but everything that they've ever written is fantastic. 37 Signals is a company that has been innovating online for a long time and they've been early proponents of remote workers. They actually have staff, very talented staff spread out all over the world and their headquarters are in Chicago. I've been lucky enough to visit their headquarters and actually lucky enough to meet Jason Fried very, very briefly. I did a workshop up there a while back called The Switch. I actually went to their first The Switch workshop But Remote is their book about working remotely and building businesses around remote work. They've also famously written another fantastic book called Rework, which I highly recommend reading. Rework is a fantastic guide on sort of questioning many of the assumptions that you may have had about bootstrapping a company, getting funding, building your core values, and sort of having a purpose. So I'm really excited about diving into Remote. I also highly recommend reading their blog called Signal Versus Noise. It's great. These guys are very future focused, but they also are n- sort of no nonsense. They don't just theorize how to make new working environments. They, they practice what they preach. They are a really cool company who does really cool things and are really no nonsense about it. So anyway, I'll have lots of links to all the things I brought up in this podcast in my notes. Um, We'll talk about the, I'll have links to the Aaron Swartz Memorial Hackathon in Austin, the Amazon reInvent conference uh, highlights, and links to the book Remote, Office Not Required by Jason Fried and DHH, the founders of 37 Signals. So anyway, I hope everyone has a fantastic two weeks and I'm really looking forward to getting your feedback. Embracing Disruption Podcast grew out of a Kickstarter-funded open-source and creative commons manifesto about the cloud and internet freedom. And you can find links to those projects in the podcast notes as well. And as always, keep striving to do great things.